Good morning. Uh, for those of you that do not know me, my name is Chris Jenners. I am the student pastor uh, for the church. And uh, summertime is, is uh, crazy in student ministry. Um, and uh, this summer in, in particular, uh, more so than any summer I've ever done before, uh, I'm actually going to be gone for five weeks uh, this summer on student ministry stuff. Uh, two missions trips and three weeks at camp. And uh, I've got a ton of volunteers and students that are going to be involved in all that. Um, but uh, I, I, Justin, I didn't plan this. I just thought of this. Um, come here for a second. Welcome to ministry, Justin. Um, this is Justin Rao. Uh, this wasn't part of a, part of our service this morning, so sorry, brother. Um, Justin is a senior at Taylor University, uh, studying Christian education, and more importantly than that, he's my intern uh, this summer. So, uh, in my absence, Justin is the man. Um, so, if you have any questions about student ministry, so. <laughs> Um, don't go anywhere. Um, his, his primary responsibilities are going to be in uh, middle school ministry, our breakaway on Wednesday nights. He's running that show uh, this summer and, and then partnering with me in high school and college ministry as well. Um, traveling together as well, uh, some later this summer. And um, uh, there was something else I was going to say there. I don't know what it was. So, um, but uh, he's going to be a familiar face when I'm gone these five weeks. Um, parents, if you have questions about student ministry... Uh, please contact Justin. Uh, you can write his email address down. It's justin at greatoakcc.org. It's just like all the rest of us, our first name at greatoakcc.org. You're going to be here until August. Um, I remember what I was going to say. Um, we're really going to put him on the spot in August. Uh, he's going to have the opportunity to teach up here on Sunday morning. Um, he and I are going to team teach on a, a Sunday morning service and give him that experience as well. So um, he's teaching on Wednesday night with our students. Um, he's involved in high school, college, and then uh, he's going to be up here with you guys as well. So, again, round of applause. Thank you, Justin, very much. Appreciate it. I promised him I'd keep the intern jokes to a minimum uh, over the summer, but uh, he is getting food for me later. So, <laughs> I'm actually serious. He's, he's getting food for our team meal later today. So, um, as, as Nate said, this morning is a little bit unique. Um, it's not your, your classic kind of sermon this morning. It's more of a commissioning service. Uh, we've got four different teams that you're going to hear about this morning and see some pictures and meet some people. And uh, if you're on those teams as, as we talk about them, um, later in the service, we're going to invite all of those people that are involved in those teams to come forward and stand up here. And hopefully we have a sea of people. And uh, we know some are going to be at second service and not here first service. Um, but then for you in the crowd, I want to I warn you. This is kind of like giving the warning about the open mic opportunity later in a wedding or a funeral, right? Later in the service, um, we're going to ask you guys, if you're comfortable doing so, to come forward and lay your hands on the head and the shoulders of these people that are going on mission this summer um, as we on the stage pray over them. And so just get ready for that, all right? Um, you know, I, th- this whole idea of going on mission, missions, trips, serving other people, that kind of stuff, um, I, I, I got to tell you, if you want to fast track um, your involvement in a church um, family, if you want to fast track getting to know other people, join a team where you serve other people. Um, it may be serving here in the church, it may be serving in our community or another state or around the world, but when you, when you start to work side by side with other people in the name of Jesus, there's something that happens with those relationships you form uh, with those people. And so we love to, to invite people onto teams and invite you to get involved. Uh, we talk a lot about not just sitting in rows, but sitting in circles and getting to know each other and then linking arms and serving side by side. And so what you're going to see this morning are some people that understand that, have embraced that, some for the first time. Uh, some of these people are, are doing this for the very first time. In fact, our entire middle school team, uh, which you'll see in red shirts, um, this is the first ever middle school missions trip uh, that we've ever done. First that many of them have ever gone on mission um, and done, but adults as well. 
uh, throughout the years, I've had the opportunity to, to be involved in, in various things. Um, I went to a, a small little church uh, when I was in high school. I wasn't a Christian yet, but um, they invited me to come on and play and be a part of the VBS program. Um, I was mainly in charge of games. I didn't teach anything because I wasn't a Christian, but I got to run around and play with the games, and I was the big guy that, that the students all climbed up over, and I was like the jungle gym. What I've discovered in student ministry is it still happens that now it's football players and wrestlers that want to try and take me down. And so it's a little more dangerous than VBS. Um, when I was in college, uh, my, my connection with our college campus ministry got fast-tracked when we had this, this weekend missions trip where we went to Missouri and we chopped wood for three days. And I grew up, and many of you heard that story, I grew up splitting wood, and, and I, that was just a way that I got connected and plugged in with a lot of guys in the campus ministries were swinging axes for three days. I had the opportunity to go to uh, uh, inner-city Indianapolis while I was in college and, and do missions for a week there. I had the opportunity to go to uh, minimum security prison in Terre Haute, while I was in college and served there. At my last church, um, we had all of these same kind of opportunities, but uh, working in homeless shelters in the Chicagoland area and, and ministering alongside the, the homeless and the needy. Um, had the opportunity to go to Dominican Republic in 04, and we built churches and dug wells for villages, and, and we did vacation Bible school programs. Um, this last couple of years ago, I had the opportunity to go to Honduras uh, in partnership with Great Oaks and Youth for Christ. Partnered together, we took high schoolers down to, to Guatemala, to Honduras. Sorry, there are things moving, aren't there? My peripheral vision was like, what is going on? Um, it like took me back to my college campus ministry days when we had the overhead projector. Anybody remember that, right? And you had the guy that sat up front by the overhead projector like this. And he's like sneaking in the slides real quick and you see his hand. Anyway, that's what it took me back to. Sorry. Um, Last summer, we did a, a, a really unique trip with high schoolers uh, called Route 25. Some of the guys that are up, guys and gals are up here uh, had the opportunity to go on that, and that was a really cool experience. And we had three big RVs that we traveled in, and we went from here to St. Louis, and we worked in a Bosnian food pantry, a food pantry for Bosnian refugees. Went to Memphis, worked in an urban farm, went to, to Nashville, worked in addiction recovery programs for men and women, went to Indianapolis and did a, a homeless ministry on Saturday night downtown uh, and in the camps. What was that, Cleveland? Yeah, I went to Cleveland, uh, worked inner city youth ministry there, and then to Detroit where we did kind of urban renewal and, and uh, educational awareness about lead poisoning on the streets in Detroit, and then uh, back here. And it was just a really cool, incredible experience. And then now, this summer, we've got our first ever middle school missions trip. We've got our, 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 our high school teams going to Guatemala, and then we've got some other things as well that you're going to hear about. And, and here's what I've learned over the years as I've done all of these things. I, I always went out, right? You, you, you sign up for one of these teams. You're like, I'm going to go. I'm going to change the world, right? Like a week somewhere is going to change the world, right? Um, but we're, we're, we're egotistical that way. We think we're going to go. We're going to change the world. Every time I've ever come back, I've realized that the person that was changed was me. That when I came back, I looked at my world and my home and my possessions in a whole new light. I realized that I was going out to, to save the world to change lives. And I realized that who was saved was me. Who was changed was me. And I want to challenge you, if you've never done anything like this, if you want to fast-track your spiritual growth and your relationship with God, join a team that goes on mission, whether for a week, a month, or a year, and get plugged in and serve God in unique ways. Using your gifts, your passions, your abilities, maybe even stretching outside your, your comfort zone. Um, our middle school mission team, we have a, a, a motto for our trip, and it's become comfortable with the uncomfortable. And that was a, t- a motto we came up with on a, re- a leadership retreat. 
And I think that's a really good description of missions. Become comfortable with the uncomfortable. You're going to miss flights. You're going to not have supplies there. You're going to have food put in front of you that's a little strange and have to eat it. You're going to be stretched. You're going to be asked to come up on stage all of a sudden when you didn't expect it. You're going to get a call on Saturday night and say, hey, I need you to teach tomorrow morning. But when you join the team, when you, when you become a part of this and you allow God to use your life, you're going to be stretched. That's a good thing. And so you're going to learn from teams this morning um, what, how these people are getting stretched and uh, what's going on in their lives. Matthew 28, 19 and 20, Great Commission. Jesus gathers together uh, his, his followers, meets them on a mountainside, mountaintop outside of Sea of Galilee, and he says these words to him before he leaves. He says, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always, to the very end of the age. And then you've heard Bill teach on this, uh, Acts chapter 1, uh, verse 8. It says, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you'll be my witnesses in, in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And there's this idea of, of concentric circles of ministry. And, you know, we're called to serve locally here in our community and then go wider and wider until we're impacting the entire world. And that's kind of our, our model for missions and ministry um, as we look at it here at Great Oaks. And so this morning, I want to invite a few people uh, to come up. Uh, Mike Hazelbush, if you're here. I know you're here, but wherever you are, come on up. Um, Dan Baker is going to be up here joining us as well, talking about cross-training. Uh, but he's over in children's ministry right now, so he'll be in when he can. So right now, I'm going to invite Mike. Thank you, sir. And his wife, Tina, who's in the crowd. Wave your hand. Yeah. <laughs> so, good morning. My name is Mike Now this program is uh, focused on students, bringing students here to the States from an unreached people group in Basque Country. This summer, for one month, about 150 Basque students, high school age, will come to the States, some in the Midwest, some out west. Eight of those students are coming here. Six are returning, two are brand new. When I say unreached people group, you know what that means? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> it means it's a group of people, the Basque people, live in northern Spain and southern France. And they are set apart from the Spanish and the French. They have a different language, they have different cultures, and different customs, and they even look a little different. They have very distinguishing features. And they don't claim to be Spanish or French. They are Basque. And one of those things that it does, setting themselves apart, is they've never embraced Christianity as a church. And uh, there's a lot of reasons for that history. Very interesting if you want to talk about it. We'll go that day. But they're unreached in Western Europe, but completely unreached from evangelical Christians. Bringing the students here gives us four goals. We have four goals to bring them here. Number one, we want them to have fun when they come here. We want them to see that Christians are not these weirdos, well, few, but they're not mostly weirdos. They're people like to have fun, but have some values that are interesting. We want them to get to know the family. So they understand we've got a family here just like they've got there. We want them to become more fluent in English. That's what their parents want really bad. That's why they're coming here. And finally, we want to introduce them to our faith. And not through our words, through our actions. We want them to see how the families interact, the parents, the kids, the students they meet here, all of you when they come to church, and to see what it's like to be part of a Christian family. And maybe, just maybe some seeds we planted. Maybe, just maybe some of them will come to Christ. 
And imagine if we get one or two that go back and then become two ministers. And they spread the word there, and all of a sudden it's not unreached people groups. It's a new explosion that leads Europe in revival. It's really, really cool. We had one new lady last year was uh, staying with the Mullins family, and uh, she said, and I wrote this one down because I can't, I can't uh, add this, that if I lived in Germantown Hills, I would go to church. Now think about that. This is a young lady, he was, she was here for about three or four weeks, got to these really strange people named the Mullins, our neighbors, and even with that, she said, if I lived in Germantown Hills, I would go to church. You see, she saw something here that she liked. And what she saw was a group. They called the Quadria in that country. But they saw a group of people here that were tight, that were together doing things together. And she wanted it and wanted to be a part of it. Now, the problem is, we send the kids back. They got nothing. There's no churches. There's no organizations to support them. There's no youth for Christ. There's no student ministries. But we're working on that. We're starting a partnership with a Spanish-speaking church in Spanish backing. It's a major city there. When you get this type of an atmosphere in Spanish, there's a bike trip in June. They're right across Basque Country. They do a lot of interesting things there to meet some more people. Just get them to, to know us there. And finally, we're working on English English. <coughs> Think uh, a Miracle Can of Basque style, where we'll bring the kids in to teach them English, but also expose them through games and fun and faith. So what can you do? I'm glad you asked that question, too. There's a green sheet in your handout. Stop by and see my wife and a couple of ladies out there. Sign up to bring a meal. These uh, families, these families are bringing a student into their family for a month. They've got a lot of stuff going on. A meal really, really goes a long way for that one night. <sighs> Come prepared to eat and relax with the family and talk about it. Thank you very much. I think we might have a couple pictures. Pictures that aren't rolling. Do we have pictures? There we go. You want to narrate for us? I could, yes. This was last summer when the students were arriving, right before they got off the plane, the Peoria Airport, all the signs, everybody there. That was a whole group of families and about 70 involved in hosting students. Next one. This was the whole group with the quadri up at the Anchor up there this year, right? Yep. Navy Pier in Chicago last year. This was our scavenger hunt, and uh, oh, God, I forget what family that was, and I can't see it, but they. Of course, a wedding party to take pictures of them because they needed to get a picture of the golf cart. <laughs> that was pretty good. This is after mud volleyball. All the students, uh, Youth for Christ, our, our students here, and our bash students, after they got just a few pictures. And the next one, Miracle Camp, of course. The students love Miracle Camp. It's really cool. They go up there and they even sing the song over and over, over again. They'll be singing the song. They have no idea what the words mean, but they're singing it. <laughs> This is us, and we went there last summer with our family, with our host family, the, the young lady stayed with us two years, and then uh, Inyaki stayed with, uh, oh my goodness, Tina, the McClure's, thank you, and we were out hiking, it's a beautiful country out there. Mike is really Vanna White, Tina runs everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, I'm the Vanna White of the bass program, I'm good looking too. <laughs> I better stop. <laughs> Dan, go ahead and come on up. Come on up. Um, 
Manchester, our uh, middle school students. Uh, we, this is our first time we've ever done a middle school missions trip. Uh, we did limit it to 7th and 8th graders. And my um, promise to you as parents is I will never take your middle schoolers out of country. Um, thank you uh, for allowing me to stay in country with your middle schoolers. Um, I think these guys would be awesome at it, but like, I'm nervous taking high schoolers out of country. I don't know how I'd be taking your middle schoolers out of country. So um, we're going to go to a small town called Manchester. It's in the uh, eastern foothills of Kentucky. Um, it's, a, it's a town of about 1,200, and it has a very, very dark, uh, dark history. Uh, lots of crime, uh, methamphetamines in a, in a small town like that. Um, lots of, uh, at one point it was named uh, something like the, the leading prescription death overdose city in the country uh, in teens. And so it's just a really, really dark community. And about four years ago, uh, the churches in the community uh, banded together stood up publicly in front of the community. I'm not sure how this worked exactly, but stood up publicly in front of the community and, and said, uh, we apologize for allowing this evil into our community. Um, publicly repented to the community and said, we're going to do everything we can to turn this community around. And the police and the government officials got behind the churches to transform this community. Um, that was four years ago. Uh, there's been a, a documentary that's traveled the U.S. now about this city. Their transformation is still happening. And outside the city, as you come in now, it says Manchester City of Hope. And uh, we're partnering with an organization called Leader Treks. Uh, they're based out of Chicago. Um, and their whole emphasis is raising up student leaders. And so we've been working with them um, really since last November. Uh, we put our team together. And uh, we've had several uh, service projects, fundraisers. Uh, we had an Indianapolis uh, weekend retreat. I think we've got some pictures here as well somewhere. Um, some of the stuff. Yeah, this was, we took our, our students, our team to Indianapolis uh, for a weekend experiment, like kind of getaway and leadership retreat. And uh, had a great time with them. What else we got? Uh, this is uh, Red River Gorge. Um, we're going to be down near Red River Gorge. Have you ever been down that area? Uh, we're going to spend our free day. Uh, we got a fun day. We're going to go hiking in, in the gorge uh, there. Uh, this was our letter writing campaign. Um, each student was required to raise $650. Uh, $15,000 uh, total as a team, which I'm very pleased to announce. Uh, we have met that goal, exceeded that goal, and uh, much of that is thanks to your generosity. So thank you guys uh, very much for partnering with them. Many of you may have gotten letters or supported our fundraisers. This was one of our fundraisers. We did a parents' night out, and so the middle schoolers were in charge of a whole bunch of little kids um, that, uh, for the night. Uh, this is an aerial view of Manchester, so it's, you can see it's not a large city, uh, about, like I said, about 1,200 people, but we're, we're excited. We actually leave uh, a week from today, so next Sunday morning, uh, we'll gather up here early in the morning, uh, we'll hop in vans, we'll caravan down to Kentucky, and uh, students, our, our mission starts that night. We have work to do on Sunday night um, as soon as we arrive, and then uh, all week, we're going to be working in the morning, uh, morning to noon is work projects, uh, whatever they have for us to do. And then in the afternoon, our students are putting together an absolutely incredible VBS program uh, for the kids in the community. And then we do a lot of uh, feedback and leadership development at night. Uh, and that's going to be Sunday through Saturday. So next Sunday morning, pray for us um, as we hit the road with our, our middle school team. So uh, our next team, Guatemala. As I said, this is our high school team. Uh, we're going down to Antigua, Guatemala. Uh, if you see just below the star, the red, red and white star there, Guatemala City, Antigua, Guatemala, just to the bottom left of it. Um, it's a, a very tourist town, and uh, but we're going to be working in a, a small village um, outside of that called San Antonio something, something, something. Um, I don't speak Spanish, so we'll just call it San Antonio. Um, there, we're, we're going to be working with the Mayan people, and very similar to the Basque program we've learned, um, there are people that, that are, don't call themselves Guatemalan. 
Uh, we were putting some materials together, t-shirts, things like that, and, and we had the Guatemalan flag on it. And then one of our guys that's been down there a couple times, he's like, oh, no, 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 no. Don't put the Guatemalan flag on there. He's like, they're not Guatemalan. Just like the Basque aren't Spanish. Like, they would not go over well. And uh, so we're going to go down. We're going to serve in these communities. Uh, many of them live in kind of shacks that have dirt floors, and uh, a lot of parasites come up through the dirt and infect uh, infants and elderly, um, and the mortality rate is really high in families. And so we go in, and, and we're going to uh, pour concrete floors uh, in these homes and replace dirt floors with concrete floors uh, for them. And uh, if you've ever worked concrete in the U.S., don't think anything. It's not going to be anything like that. Um, we take all the raw ingredients, put it in a pile in the middle, take shovels, mix it, and then spread it. And that's mixing concrete in a developing country. Um, we're also going to be building high-efficiency stoves, and it's uh, partnering with a Guatemalan uh, business owner who came up with this system. Um, basically cinder blocks and a few other pieces of material and some stove pipe, and we replace an open campfire in their home uh, with a high-efficiency stove that, that pipes the smoke out. Um, as you can imagine, uh, the um, lung damage that happens in families because they're cooking in their home, there's no ventilation, uh, is really high. And then the stoves as well, are, are, are the, the campfires are wood-burning, so are the stoves, but they're high-efficiency, and so it saves the uh, wives, the mothers, two days of labor every week um, when they install these, these high-efficiency stoves. Cost for a concrete floor and a stove is so minimal compared to U.S. standards, and what it does for these families, it just absolutely transforms uh, these families. We're going to be doing VBS program as well in humanitarian efforts. Um, we've got a team of 28 uh, that were taken to Guatemala, 20 students and 8 adults. Um, I forgot to mention high, with middle schools we have 16 um, students, middle school students, uh, one high school intern, Nate Lee, right there and then uh, adults as well uh, that are traveling with us so uh, we leave guatemala we leave in three weeks uh, from today actually very early in the morning uh, we're leaving here at three o'clock in the morning uh, to drive to the airport so uh, pray for us as we go down and we're going to be gone the 23rd through the 30th um, i don't know do we have other pictures of guatemala okay these are from past teams this is uh working i think dancing in the square maybe we'll get to dance in the square who knows uh, this is some of the Mayan people that we'll be working with. Uh, one of the volcanoes, there's three volcanoes outside of Antigua. One is active, um, and, the, and whoever wants to on our, our free day on Saturday uh, gets to go do a volcano hike and roast marshmallows in lava. So that should be interesting. So, uh, the, oh, go back one. This is, uh, this is a picture of the high-efficiency stove. And uh, what they told us down there is that uh, the, the moms light the stoves, that first ceremonial lighting. And then what's hilarious, they said, is the f- whole family runs out of the house to see the smoke coming out of the house rather than filling it up because they're just amazed at this smoke coming out of a pipe. So, And then uh, I think this is our concrete floor uh, as well. So you can see just raw ingredients uh, there in the middle. But uh, our each student and leader had to raise $1,750 uh, for that. For a total team uh, goal of $51,800, and I'm very proud and excited to say we have met that goal and exceeded it, and just as our middle school and our Guatemala team, yes. It's, it's been absolutely humbling um, to, as, a, as a student pastor to partner with you guys as a church family and all these students um, and people from all over the country that have supported our teams to raise $66,000 uh, to go on mission and send these people uh, to Kentucky and Guatemala. And many of you were a part of that, uh, so thank you. We're still accepting uh, financial contributions now that we've met our goal. 
Anything beyond that, we just send a check back down to Kentucky or to Guatemala uh, to continue the work. And I, we always love writing two or $3,000 checks uh, back to people who are ministering uh, where we just came from. So uh, we're still doing that. But uh, at this point, I'm going to turn it over to Dan for cross-training. Good morning. Cross-training is always a highlight uh, for me and for kids now. This year, cross-training is July uh, 15th through the 19th. It's uh, going to be uh, in the evenings, uh, 6.30 to 8.30. And uh, do we have pictures of cross-training? Right, here are some of the different activities. What cross-training is, is uh, it's a fun week where we teach kids different skills and sports, whether it's football, uh, or just some fun kids hanging out there. And, and this year we're also going to do track and field, which you see there. And we also do basketball and uh, taekwondo this year. And so we get together with those kids, different kids from our community. We usually have about somewhere between 130 to 150 kids. And, uh, and we spend about an hour teaching them skills in a different sport, practicing these different sports. But especially we take time every night to teach them about Jesus. And this year's theme is going to be shine. It's out of Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, which, which says, So let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and glorify God in heaven. And so the whole theme this year is going to be, is going to be wrapped up in shine. Uh, Cause these kids to understand that they have a light through Jesus Christ shining out of them that will be able to impact their community for Christ. And uh, we have about uh, 65 or 70 workers every year that make this possible. So the adult workers and the students, and, and which are junior high and senior high workers. And uh, it's a it's a fantastic time that we get to love on these kids, teach them about Jesus, have fun. Uh, and it's been also a very good way to help these kids get into Great Oaks Community Church and their families throughout the past year. This will be the uh, seventh year that we've been across the So it's been a very, very fun time for everyone involved. Thanks. Um, here's what I'd like to do. Uh, if you are involved in the Basque program as a host family, if you're one of our middle school uh, mission trip members or leaders, Guatemala students or leaders, um, or you're a volunteer in cross-training, would you all come forward and stand across the whole front kind of part of the room? And give them a round of applause as they come up. It might be good to do like sides because we're going to invite people to come up and lay their hands on you and pray. But um, as we said earlier in the service, we've got people that will be here in second service that couldn't be here first service. Um, but this is, uh, this is <laughs> you see, a number of people uh, who have accepted God's call to go on mission uh, this summer for a week or in the, in the, the uh, context of the Basque program, an entire month uh, ministering to Basque students. And uh, we're just so excited for you guys. And what we're going to do um, is we're going to pray, the three of us that were on the stage. Uh, Mike, I'm going to ask you to pray first, and then I'll pray. And then, uh, Dan, if you will, he's, he's got the mic there. But I want to invite you guys. Here's, here's in Acts chapter 13, uh, we see uh, the, the church is gathered together, and uh, they're, they're starting to sense the Holy Spirit is telling them we need to send some people on mission. And they've been praying, they've been fasting, and uh, they identify Paul and Barnabas. Acts chapter 13, verses 2 and 3, we have uh, here on the screen, if you can go back to that, uh, Dan. They, they, um, we got it? 
a little dark. There we go. Uh, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart from me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. And uh, what we'd like to do is invite any of you that are comfortable, if you know some of these people up here, to go ahead and come up and lay your hands on their head, their shoulders, um, and uh, just lay your hands on them. And, and we're going to pray. And there's something, I don't know what happens exactly, but there's something that, that happens that unites the people that are sending the people on mission with the people on mission um, when this happens. And so if you'd like to go ahead and come forward, lay your hands on somebody up here, and then uh, we're going to pray. Thank you for listening to Great Oaks Community Church's weekly podcast. For more series and podcast information, go to greatoakscc.org.